2: You in Atlanta for your
3: ride home. No, I'm happy to be back. I, I really am. i tell you what. I actually miss, uh, well, not you two, but, uh, you know, I miss being on the air. Yeah. It's fun. It's good. It, yeah.
4: Yes. Well, it was a nice break for us, I'll tell you that. It was. It was. <laughs> Chris, it's a <laughs> beautiful day on the then? golf course.
2: <laughs> and all the other things that yes, well, we yes. have to deal with. I mean, you know. Oh, really?
4: What? Tell me what. It was a more laid-back environment in the office, <laughs> i got to be honest uh, I, with you. Listen, I mean, I, we let guys do what they do. <laughs> <laughs> <You know. laughs> you know.
3: uh, Let's recap. Uh, yeah, man, no, man. Chris is not me. The vacation was a success. We had a uh, beautiful engagement. It's
4: Radio two nine The Game
2: even got interrupted pre-taped. That's true. <laughs> Rob Dribbling for Carl Duke Sports Radio 92.9 The Game as we uh, do the uh, top three stories at 6.
4: You say the
5: top three. It's time for the top three at six. Top three at six. Now, let's see what we have here.
4: We, we miss uh, you know, Carl's vocal range. You know, I'm always a little froggy, and uh, you just top can't three. hit those
2: high notes. I can't hit yeah. those high yeah. notes, man. Too much too much nicotine and right. brown liquor, man. That's By what's... the way,
4: you should live in Paris, man. You should might as well just eat the cigarettes for crying out loud. We'll just <laughs> sprinkle them on a salad. <laughs> You I a do. Two I pack a day I guy. I was a two pack a day
2: guy. I was never. No, I was never John Wayne. Yeah, he was like he was like four pack. Today, I, I smoked
4: uh, Camels back in the day, and then Marlboro Reds. I come from a you long line. You stay away. Line. You stay
2: away from that stuff, kids. I come from a long line of very successful smokers.
4: Again, kids, these are in no way <laughs> anything that should be emulated, and in no way approved by any sponsor or the radio station or the ownership. <laughs> so a couple of it stunts very- your growth, kids. Look at me. See, right. Stuck at 5'8". Started smoking when I was 14. you You're five eight? a lesson to you. Five nine in
2: heels. I, was a, I thought you were a little taller than that. Well,
4: thanks, Sparky. Yeah. Well, i yeah. my toes. Well, guess
2: what? You're, you're the same height as most Hollywood actors, right? All That's those true. dudes are short. I was looking down on Sylvester Stallone in Miami once. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's just hard nice to Nice guy, fathom. though.
4: Very nice guy. I already, yep.
2: you got, You got to see the Frank Stallone documentary. It is awesome. <laughs> It is really, really. You'd be surprised. He is such a likable dude. His nut. brother
4: has starting enough for his career. Help him out there, yep, for sure. Yep, yep. All right, man. There was not malice at the palace. I guess it would be, what do you call it? pizza pizza? <laughs> <It's Little> Caesar's <laughs> Arena. But did you see the scrap between the Magic and the Pistons last night?
2: Last night, the NBA is a tale of two very punchable white guys. Maurice Wagner played at Michigan, right. and his 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 style of play is described as his irritant style. Right. Well, late in the second quarter during the game against the magic, Wagner and Detroit's Killian Hayes running towards a loose ball that bounced in the backcourt towards the Pistons bench. Well, as the ball rolled out of bounds, yep. Wagner gave up on playing the ball and shoved Hayes into the Pistons bench area and a skirmish ensued. Then uh shot up and yeah. gave him a rabbit punch. It's such a punk move. Though. It was a punch. It was an absolute punk, punch. punk move.
4: You stopped going for the ball and you shoved the guy. Yeah, rabbit punch. Pow right in the back
2: yep. of the head. Meanwhile, Grayson Allen yes. at it again last night and uh to the point where he shoved DeMar DeRozan last night during a game with the uh, Bulls. Bucks and Bulls, of course, in the up. Uh, hmm. Well, the Chicago Bulls announced a rub. Uh, well, they were advocating for violence and retaliation, gets one Grayson Allen.
3: Williams on Allen. <coughs> <coughs> Chesting up. it out of his hands. And. Things get a little uh, chippy here. Can understand his frustration well, let's here. take a look at it let's yeah. see what uh, happened.
4: I, I want to see this was there something extra after the yeah, oh, yeah that's uh, yes, a
3: All Listen, every time something like this happens, his go-to default setting is to do something a little extra. Yeah, he, he's... And, he's then he, and then he puts his hands up and says, oh, well, I didn't do anything at all. Uh, and listen, it's... A, it's a, when you have a reputation a,
4: for this stuff and you add a little extra... It's a chump move. Seriously. Like, you got bumped, but there was no need for that extra you just did. And you know that's why you got called out on it. That's why everybody wants to punch him in the face? He's the ultimate Duke dirtbag. Grayson and yes. Allen is that? He does the Bill
2: Lambert. I didn't do anything. Yeah. I didn't do anything. Uh, yep. And he's
4: also, by the way, you know, he, don't you talk about a sociopath. He is like a psychopath. You know, he's got that like that, that gene that just just goes psycho. Well,
2: somebody, uh, Stacy, Stacy King, that was the uh, color for the Bulls broadcast. Sky he King, went on our to "Our good say, buddy Sky King." Yep. He went on to say, "Somebody need to give him a two piece. I guarantee he will stop doing that." <laughs> <laughs> I love that he called him chump. I want to bring that word back.
4: Chump is a great we word. We were doing chump. that. We were at the final four in India years ago and we had, hung, had to hang out with Stacy. What a he is a trip man. What a great dude. Funny as hell.
2: But that that punch, that rabbit mm. punch though in the <laughs> <that> was, <laughs> It was nothing. That that was a weak punch. It was nothing like Kermit Washington almost right. killing Rudy Tom Johnson. You got to look that if you've never seen that punch mm-hmm. before, it is the most savage thing. Mike Tyson is envious of that. That, uh, oh, it's
4: the dirtiest, creepiest thing ever. Ooh, yeah, and Rudy, was... Rudy T. He had to go through plastic surgery and all sorts of stuff. Man. man was but by the way, last night we we had a great – I mean, it wasn't a, it was a win. We gave a great, gritty effort. But last night, unfortunately for us, the Hawks, the big story was we missed our free throws. We missed yes. our free throws. And DeJounte Murray, we played the audio for you earlier in the five. He owned it. Uh, he it, did own it. But there were some things which I'm curious, and we'll talk more about uh, you know, later. We'll ask Steve Coonan about it. There's a bit of a flow in the half court. That is not there when Trey's there. Mm -hmm. And, again, guys, I'll say it again because people get trickered. Trey just needs to be able to work into that with DeJounte. The whole idea of DeJounte coming here was to make Trey's life easier, not harder. To make the offense flow better, not worse. Right, right. Don't understand why it can't work.
2: Why is this town, like you said, just filled with so many jock sniffers that people run to the defense of Trey? Guess what? Trey Young don't care about you. Why do you care so much about him?
4: No, like I said, you thought thought Marcus Mariota was up on uh, 985 like a hobo (laughs) With a stick and a bag wrapped in a handkerchief. What <laughs> would well, you say? He's going to have to row yeah, his way back yeah, to home? I said this yesterday. Oh, you you guys, man, uh, Marcus. Oh, I didn't realize Marcus is like Matt Ryan or Marcus is Michael Vick. He's been here for freaking 11 games and he quit, okay? <laughs> so it's just slow our roll. I just you know, don't, it's just I don't unbelievable. understand. That. No, I just, oh, yeah. Well, he has a kid. Yeah, he's also got a mil $11 million he made this year. So get, please get over it. Right. See,
2: LeBron James, of course, uh, Lakers and Hawks tomorrow night. They were in Miami last night. You see that footage. We saw that footage on TMZ of uh, LeBron in a hookah bar last night, right? Yes, smoking the vapors. Smoking the vapors. Why?
4: That's what you do. I guess. You hang out. Hookah bars are stupid. I don't catch them. I don't really – I'd rather go to a cigar bar, personally. (laughs) I uh, I can deal with that. But uh, LeBron and company, let's hope they get their drink on again.
2: That's right. The Buckhead flu would always be a good thing. Because we can
4: see them on Friday. And you think Trey's going to play?
2: Oh, I don't know, man. Those those calf issues – you know, that little calf contusion, you know. It's not like Ronnie Lott didn't uh, decide to have part of his finger amputated so he could play, or Phillip Rivers playing with a torn ACL, or T.O. playing
4: with a broken leg. You know, this is a calf. This is a lot different. Aha! Aha! Uh-huh, uh-huh, you know, well, again, we're not we're not gonna do because one guy said. By the way, I really am enjoying the Mike and Rob get off my lawn segment when it comes <laughs> to the NBA we did earlier, where we basically went through the litany of all the players. And again, my personal Jesus Bernard King, who yep. would play with three fingers taped together, yep. you know, and Bernard would literally. I told you he's one of my favorite guys too. He and Nick were my two favorites. He looked so taped up sometimes It was like he was shooting the ball with a ping pong paddle as right. a hand, you know. I mean, and then he still hit, hit the baseline J.
2: Remember but, when he when he hurt his knee, though, back then when yeah. you uh, tore your ACL, you yeah. were basically never the, he was never the same. That, that was so right. sad because I loved watching him play.
4: But it's it just, again, a lot of folks were disappointed that night, that atmosphere to get Trey out there. Hopefully he plays against the, uh, the Lakers. We shall see.
2: Big, tough road trip coming up. You know, going out west, too, and that's been a nightmare for yep. the Hawks in the past. But why can't we just maintain that effort we had last night? That was exhilarating to watch. That was fun to watch. But it's. They just can't seem – they'll come out and play with all this energy one night and two games in a row. They'll be mm. flat, and we'll hear Nate say they were flat. Then they'll come out, play with some energy. Lack of consistency and, I think, effort and passion, I have a problem with. If your shots aren't falling, well, that's right. just basketball. One, right. But effort is something you can't well, control. It
4: goes back to defense. It goes back to that terrible loss against the Pacers on uh, on Tuesday night where yep. every time out, Nate's going to be more defensive. You should, That's That's – that's one-on-one. That's something we should always be doing. And that gets you back in the game. And something you can do, even when you, to your point. When you're having a bad shooting at you, are supposed to play some defense, get something in transition. We're just in this
2: maddening purgatory of mediocrity trending downward. And that's, mm. what's, that's what's so disturbing after going to the conference finals two years ago. And I told you what happened. I mean, Nate had Lloyd Pierce's assistants during that run, got rid of them, brought, brought his own guys in. Then they've been declining ever since.
4: Hey, man, we spent some time last hour, and we'll hear from uh, Danny Cannell on the uh, semifinal games. George and Ohio State. He is excellent, by the way. And, by the way, some of the stuff that came out today, we heard from uh, George and more great comments from Todd Munkin, who just makes you really rude for him and Bennett yep. and company. But uh, C.J. Stroud, allowed them to be a lot bu- of uh, the Buckeyes players, saying uh, how tough things were after the 45-23 to loss to the Wolverines in their house. The game. Multiple players telling ESPN Thursday they either saw hateful messages. This is from an ESPN.com article. Hateful messages directed at them, their teammates. They just stopped looking at social media altogether. That's absurd. Yeah. And uh, one guy says, as 18 to 22-year-olds, social media is a big part of our life. So it's kind of hard to stay off it. I definitely saw some of the comments, and that could be frustrating. Said their safety. Tanner McAllister. People will comment in your DMs and say all type of things. I try not to look at that. I think if you're a grown man, a Buckeye football fan, and you're going after college kids, I mean, the guy you should be going after is named Ryan Day. He's an adult. <laughs> like, don't go after those guys. That's ridiculous.
2: Coaching scared, feckless. Yes. Right. All the things. And he, he he's getting the criticism he deserves. And I do, I, I love what you uh, you were bringing up yesterday. I forgot about this when Jim Harbaugh basically said, the dude's, He's born on third base. He got the job on third base, thinking he at the triple. No, that that the cupboard was already full. Right. You know they'd gone to Costco and Sam's Club and just bought bought in bulk talent and talent and more <laughs> talent. and <bulk.
4: laughs> No, look, they put guys in the NFL. But for those who don't remember, he was uh, a co-offensive coordinator. He was then acting head coach, and remember, Luke Fickle was in there. He'd been in the mix, uh, and he was he was basically presented the keys mm-hmm. to a team that was ready to rock and roll.
2: Dude, Luke, that's the that's the best hire. I like Luke Fickle a lot. Him going to mm-hmm. Wisconsin. He's going to bring in some speed. He's going to win there. I mean, he's going to win. He certainly won at Cincinnati.
4: And we said how many times this week when we talked about, you know, Penn State, can Penn State beat a top-five team? Can Wisconsin show the physicality? Yes, they've got. How about you just said the athleticism to compete with Michigan and Ohio State on a regular basis? That's the question.
2: What's James Franklin's record versus uh, top tens? Two and fifteen against top ten ranked teams. One and ten against top five teams. And that's why I
4: mean we're not totally discounting Ohio State going into Happy Valley and getting the win, but that's kind of their mo. They don't do well against the elite teams. Yep, it's a shame when when I see Florida State Oklahoma in a bowl
2: game. You think it'd be the Orange Bowl for all the marbles, right? But right now Oklahoma leading seven to three in
4: that one and. Hey, you know if you're an FSU fan, you're just happy you got a chance to win 10 games this year and you're feeling good about Norvell. If he's if he's not winning the recruiting battle, he's certainly winning the transfer portal battle.
2: Yep. And a good buddy of mine uh, named Steve uh went to Florida State also and he's um he, he likes Norvell too and I think Sandra Golden likes him also. She, she I think she said the same thing you did.
4: He's grown on me. He just gets too cute in short yardage, he gets yep. too cute in red zone and hopefully he gets better but it's Sometimes he drives you crazy. What was that
2: rainy game? Because you kept texting me pictures from down there, and he was driving you crazy. It was a rainy day game this year. I can't remember. Oh, what there's the a couple, there
4: was – well, the uh, the NC State, the Wake Forest game. There's a punch. The they, Wake, Forest game. Had a three a Wake game. Forest game. FSU had yeah. a three-game losing streak this year. But, again, this would be the step trying to get back to respectability and returning a lot of players for next year. That's why you're hoping you can win this game. But right now, Oklahoma, who's obviously been much maligned, is not playing a lot of defense, has really brought their A game on offense. They're moving the football.
2: I wonder if Brent Venables is having some uh, – remorse about going out there that certainly hasn't gone the way he wanted it.
4: Well, again, when you lose your best quarterback to USC, that's yeah. kind of a tough thing to overcome and a lot of other players in the portal this year. He strongly considered coming to Georgia mm. before he went out there. Right. Hey, man, TCU and uh, Michigan, we're going to get Danny Cannell's take on that, but you like, real quick, just for guys who missed yesterday, why do you like the horny toads?
2: Just something. I don't know. There's some reason. There's no rhyme or reason to it. Just an instinct. Just something came over me thinking TCU is going to pull off the upset in that game. And I know their defense leaves a lot to be desired, but they're also very, they have a pretty good secondary. I mean, they've gotten at least one takeaway take every but game. But their
4: scoring defense I think is like 25th yeah, compared to like Michigan's that. top five. And yep. Michigan's got a good defense.
2: Yes they, do. yes, they do. And by the way,
4: speaking of the Big Ten, one last nugget. I just saw this earlier today. Kevin Warren, he's the Big Ten commissioner. He got a lot of heat for them ever canceling the season, right. never talking to the athletic directors yeah. and coaches, and then eventually they start the season. So his stock was low, and then Kevin Warren's stock went through the roof when he was able to get UC, UCLA and USC yep. to come to the Big Ten. He apparently is the front runner to be the new Bears president. So he'd leave the Big Ten to take over the Bears wow. as president and CEO. How does that skill set transfer to being the president of an NFL team? I don't know. And I would think, you know, he has a power broker in the Big Ten. Squid, what do you think about that?
3: He was uh, for the Vikings. He was like their CEO or something oh, okay, up there for okay. the Vikings so for fires. years. So he got so to choose. He did a good job. He helped them build the uh, MT Bank Stadium, mm. whatever the name of that stadium is, that new yeah. stadium that beautiful stadium they have right. up there. So Chicago, who just bought 330 acres. Right. They, they want to go to the stadium. They want to bring him in. He'll kind of do like what Rich did here for MBS, and they they want him to run the show and build the stadium. So look, Big Ten's getting a Mia culpa because he had one of the worst moments ever right. as a commissioner with the pandemic, the way right. he handled that. Right. So it's kind of a best case scenario for everybody. Yeah,
4: but I will say this: to pull USC and UCLA in the Big Ten, that was a coup. That was a coup, and it came out of nowhere. Geographically yeah. odd, but a coup. I, I love
2: the fact that like when we, when we went to see the Browns and Falcons this year, whenever fans from out of town. Walking into Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I saw them all. They're like, oh, my God, check this play. They're amazed by it. Absolutely amazed by it. Yeah, anybody
4: I bring into that joint, same thing. Just amazing. I just, again, going to be electric on Saturday, a little bit different on Sunday. Hope we get, <laughs> next year we get back to being electric on Sunday in that building.
2: He was, uh, wasn't he between uh, Charlie Ward and Chris Winkie? Yep. Won Danny Cannell. We'll hear from him he next. He won the Is choke he... of the doke. Oh, that's
4: like, right. That was a tie, but cost you a lot of money that duke game too right know, that's dan, you why are you bringing up these bad <laughs> really bad beats in the dan kendra era we're going to talk to danny <laughs> cannell preview of the semifinal games next You do not
1: okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash recommend today.
4: Come on, boys! Back
1: to more Dukes and Bells. Let's go, let's go! On Sports Radio 929, The Game.
2: The most important story of the day. Brought to you by MaximumCashHomeBuyers.com. Fair cash offers for as-is homes. Don't waste your time with repairs. Call
5: 678-902-2000
2: we got Danny Cannell coming on courtesy of BetOnline or BetOnline.net.
5: Danny Cannell, welcome, sir. What's up, fellas? How we doing? Happy New Year, man. Happy bowl season, playoff season, all that good stuff, man. It's great all to see all you guys. Things.
4: Right on, man. Glorious Cheese it Bowl coming up for us <laughs> Bulls fans. Carl's <laughs> off this week, triples in. Uh, so Danny, and, uh, Danny will just dive right in, man, to Ohio State and Georgia. I know that you've been talking a lot about it, but – It's hard not to get locked into how bad they looked against Michigan. And, and, I mean, what do you think? I mean, is this team going to rebound because Georgia really struggled in the passing defense in the second half against LSU as well?
5: Yeah, I think this is really an intriguing matchup. And I think Georgia, just by the draw alone, kind of got hosed here, right? They're the best team in the country. They've got the number one seed. And I think we could all pretty much agree roster-wise, TCU has the weaker roster of the four teams that are in the playoff and of the two that potentially Georgia could be playing. So I think it's a tricky matchup for the Bulldogs. And here's what I think makes Ohio State dangerous. One, they're given new life, right? Like all of a sudden they're given this mulligan after they did get beat down at home by their arch rival. They were thinking our season's done. We're not able to accomplish any of our goals. Instead, they get an extra week to get healthy because they're not playing in the Big Ten championship game they kind of have this, hey, we're given a free pass. What else? We got nothing else to lose. We already experienced our worst loss of the season. And I think more importantly, they get to play in the clean, crisp conditions of the uh, Georgia Dome there, the Mercedes Dome. I think they they actually have a pretty good chance. And I think it's an awesome opportunity for them to possibly pull off one of the bigger upsets that we've seen in the playoffs so far.
2: Danny, compare and contrast Kirby and uh, Ryan Day. They have very similar resumes. They've got – a dozen or so wins against top 10 teams, uh, several division titles, a national title appearance. Kirby does have a national championship. Who's the better coach, compare and contrast?
5: Well, I think you have to give the significant edge to Kirby. I mean, I think even Ohio State fans would give the edge to uh, to Kirby Smart, especially after losing back-to-back years to Michigan. I mean, Kirby Smart is up there with any coach in the country. I think you might give him the edge except for Nick Saban, who – it's kind of wild that this could be back-to-back championships, but it almost could be his third if it wasn't for that Tua Tonga-Valoa second 26 completion at the end of that first Alabama-Georgia uh, matchup that we saw. I mean, he's done everything that Georgia fans wanted him to do. He's built a- a Alabama East. He's built. He's building a dynasty as we speak. So I think it has to go to him. And I think the criticisms of Ryan Day are – valid like not only loses to Michigan but he has not been able to get that national championship since taking over there but I think the more significant issue they're both different coaches right Kirby's a defensive mind Brian Day an offensive mind but I think the questions about Ohio State are are they physical enough no one is asking that question about Georgia since Kirby Smart has taken over and that's the one question that really remains for Ohio State is can they win at all with the offensive mindset, more of a finesse, high-powered offensive team that still hasn't proven they're capable on the defensive side.
4: Danny Cannell with us, guys, here on the WaitForIt.com hotline, breaking down the playoffs. I got a kick, and we talked about it yesterday, Danny, when you had Harbaugh's always poking the bear. He made that comment before the (laughs) game that, like, basically days on third base, they could hit a triple because that machine was already built that he inherited, which, I mean, is kind of valid.
5: It's 100% valid. I actually love it because, like, we get so many coaches that would never, you know, they're so, they play it so close to the best. And a lot of times, if they do take shots at the rival, it's in front of boosters and it's, it's kind of playful. That was kind of nasty, right? But it's kind of true as well because, you know, Kirby Smart did inherit a program that had won a championship under Urban Meyer that had consistently been recruiting in the top five of you know of recruiting classes, he inherited a really good situation and hasn't been able to put it over the top, whereas Jim Harbaugh inherited a situation that was really down in the dumps for the past decade as Michigan had cycled through coaches, trying to revive, you know, get back to a blue blood that's at the top of college football. And I know it was a bumpy ride, but here Jim Harbaugh is back on top trying to put that final stamp on his return to Michigan with that elusive national championship. So I love the fact that he said it, first of all, but I also think there is some truth behind it.
2: (laughs) All right. Is the um, notion that uh, George's Achilles heels are secondary, I think it's a bit overblown because you saw Mm -hmm. what he did against Oregon, Tennessee, all all their big opponents. Yes, LSU piled up some yards, but that game was already pretty much put into the barn. Is that an overblown notion that that's an Achilles heel?
5: Well, I think you have to put things in perspective because when Georgia is criticized, it's really, we're all kind of nitpicking, right? Like, so you have yeah. to find ways to, all right, if you were going to attack Georgia, what would it be? Like, are you going to line up and try to run it down their throat? I don't think that's going to work, you know? So, and I think if you go back and look at the teams over the last couple of years that have had success, and I go back to last year's SEC title game when Bryce Young had you know, a career day and was able to knock them off in the first game, I think you say, all right, if you're going to beat Georgia, it kind of has to be through the air. You try to neutralize that front seven that's going to be physical and overpowering. So I don't, I don't know if it's an Achilles heel, but if there was going to be an area to attack, I think it would be the secondary. The LSU game I thought was interesting because it never felt like Georgia was in danger of losing, but I do think it kind of shined a spotlight on, okay, maybe this is your best opportunity to potentially pull off the game, you know, to pull off the upset. And I guarantee you Ohio state has looked at that film and they're showing their players, Hey, this has been done. This is, you know, teams have beaten them throwing the football through the air. And I think there's a ton of pressure on CJ Stroud to come through for the Buckeyes because of a couple things. One, he hasn't played great this year in the games he's been pressured or in the bigger situations, Notre Dame, in Ohio and the Michigan game primarily. One he won, one he didn't. Of course, against Michigan, but also what it means for his draft stock. Most bingo NFL, most NFL draft gurus have him drop clearly behind Bryce Young, and a lot of them are moving in Will Levis and Anthony Richardson over him because of their upside. And if you're CJ Stroud, if you want to play yourself back into a top five pick. What better way to do it than against the Georgia Bulldogs with all that NFL talent? So I think there's a ton of pressure on him. And if he plays poorly, I think it could also send him further down the draft board. So I think there's a ton of pressure on C.J. Stroud.
4: Yeah, we were talking about it yesterday, man. I agree 100%. Danny Cannell's with us, guys, brought to you by betonline.net. By the way, Georgia's six-and-a-half-point uh, favorites, they're going to kick the crap out of these guys. <laughs> we're going to be joking around about all these things we've been nitpicking over. I mean, what would, would you touch this game, or do you like the number?
5: So I actually – so there's two games, right? We've got both playoff games. I don't think both favorites going to cover. You know, that did happen last year. But I kind of like Michigan to cover versus TCU. They feel too overpowering. So if I'm going to take some points with an underdog, I think Ohio State is the team to do it for a lot of the reasons that we're talking about. And it goes back to what I was talking about as a bad matchup for Georgia. Ohio State's offensive line is pretty good. They're pretty hefty. They're not as good as Michigan, but they're pretty good. And pass blocking is a little bit easier than trying to move Georgia off the ball. And I think what they'll try to run the football with a little more deception, screens, draws, you know, trying to flip some runs in there when you're not expecting them. And Ohio State feels comfortable throwing the football. And so I think they've got a chance to do that against Georgia's secondary. So, And, and also the fact they're playing indoors on a fast track, I think that plays in their favor. And I know they don't have Jackson, Smith and Jigba, their best wide receiver, but they still have a pretty good slew of wide receivers that they can throw to. And Jackson, Smith and Jigba only played in a select handful of games this year anyway. So I actually like the Buckeyes with the six and a half points. But a part of me just hopes that we see good games, right? Like I really just want to see good games that come down to the wire and try to salvage this playoff, which a lot of people have pointed out, oh, the semifinals haven't been great. I think these two matchups are pretty intriguing. So I think both games will be pretty entertaining.
4: And just real quick before we move on to Michigan and TCU, speaking of the wide receivers, could you see because of like Jalen Carter being the Kool-Aid man breaking through, (laughs) that they get the ball out quicker, like slants to guys like you mentioned, like guys like Marvin Harrison and use that athleticism and then see what they can do?
5: Absolutely. And that's one way to neutralize the pass rush is to get the ball out of your hands quickly. Ibuka is another good receiver that they've got on the outside. And as as much as, like, I do think Jalen Carter has made a a massive difference since he's been back. They've been getting more pressure on the quarterbacks. But it's not like they've been this team that wreaks havoc on the quarterback. So I think C.J. Stroud will feel some pressure. But I think he's going to have his opportunities, kind of like Hennon Hooker had in the first half against the, uh, the Tennessee game. He missed a couple guys behind that secondary that he wasn't able to connect on. That's, to me, what's the difference in the game. There will be opportunities if Ohio State connects on them. I think the game gets really compelling. If they miss, like Tennessee, then I think the game could get ugly in the second half.
2: Danny Cannell joining us, courtesy of betonline.net. All right, Danny, uh, TCU Michigan. Uh, Everybody thinks it's a foregone conclusion. Michigan's going to win this. TCU actually runs the ball a little bit better than people think. They're secondary pretty opportunistic. They get about a takeaway every game. They don't get as good a pass rush as maybe you would want How's this going to play out, do you think?
5: So, I, this game, I think, is really interesting. And I think this is one of those everyone's going to be rooting for TCU, kind of the underdog, Max Duggan. Right. We saw him, like, lay his heart on the line against the Big 12 championship, even though they came up short. I feel like the entire country was rooting for him, and I think they'll be doing the same in this game. My biggest concern, and you talk about physicality and matching, you know, the uh, you know, offensive versus the defensive line – I have massive concerns about TCU's defense being able to slow down Michigan's rush attack. I don't think there's a team in the country, maybe it's Georgia, but they've actually thrown the ball with some success this year, that just wants to run the football and mix in some play-action pass and take their shots down the field than Michigan. They have an identity that is unparalleled. Well, They want to run it downhill right at you, and I know Blake Coram is out, But it hasn't mattered since Donovan Edwards has stepped in his absence. He's gone for 185 and 215 on the ground. Like, they've been so what? It doesn't matter who's playing running back for us. And I just wonder if that's going to wear down TCU's front seven. Now, I do think TCU can put up some points on Michigan's defense by scheme and some of the weapons that they've got. You mentioned Quentin Quentin Johnston, who I think is going to be a first-round draft pick in the NFL, their wide receiver. And Kendra Miller has been pretty solid. Uh, as a running back for them as well. But he slowed down a little bit towards the end of the season. Hasn't had a 100-yard game in a few games. I think that could be a challenge for them. And ultimately, I think TCU puts up a fight for a half. And both of these teams have been strong in the second half, but I trust Michigan's depth and their power run game in the second half to pull away late.
2: Well, Danny, we appreciate you, my friend. We couldn't get Dan Kendra, but we're glad we got you.
5: (laughs) 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 Oh, what a blast from the past. You guys, have, I mean, he's a legend. He was Tim Tebow that didn't meet the Tebow expectations. That's right. That's you right. guys, you guys remember he he set the record at Florida State for like deadlifting of anybody yep, yep. that had, any defensive lineman, any <laughs> linebacker, and he popped a blood vessel. I looked at him like he was a psycho, and I think that's exactly what he turned out to be, was a psycho trying to play quarterback.
4: Right. I was just – it's funny. I was just telling our engineer, who's a younger guy, about Kendra. He cost me the opener in 96 against Duke. It was a 41-point spread. He fumbled to snap when they put him in with, like, a minute left. Anyway, on that note, hope you have a happy new year, Danny. We will talk to you about the championship game soon, man. Thanks again.
5: Love it. You guys have a great new year. We'll talk to you soon. Have a good one.
4: Dukes and Bell. Oh, okay. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.
5: And the winner is... Time to take the game winner on Dukes and Bell. Your last chance to sound off on today's show. So don't
4: stink. Call now, 404-741-0929. Today's question... All right, we were talking about it earlier. Actors that are athletes. Athletes that made a cameo in a movie. Whether it was Joe Namath as the star of C.C. Rider. Or uh, you know Terry Bradshaw in uh, was it Failure to Launch as Matthew McConaughey's dad. Who can forget Roger
2: Murdoch? <laughs> Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in Airplane? You know why he took that role? He wanted to buy this rug that cost thirty five thousand right. dollars.
4: They actually in the uh, in the HBO series about the uh, Lakers, they talk about his, his agent wanting him to be you know basically change mm-hmm. his image and loosen it up a little bit because he yep. was so serious. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, because I know you, you're Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> no, I'm not. My name's Roger Murdoch. Mart- I'm a pilot. My dad says you don't hustle other than the playoffs. <laughs> Did he
2: grab the kid?
4: <laughs> Initially, the script calls it for him to cuss, but he didn't want to cuss yeah, uh, yeah. on the screen. Anyway, guys, Four zero four seven four one zero nine two nine. Talk to Squid Billy. Movies where athletes make cameos. There's a bunch of them. Some more memorable than others. I know that uh, Rob Rivers... Oh, there's a fumble. Get on that ball, Florida State. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, it is... a uh, What? Sorry, Bo, I'm just, you know, we all have our thing.
3: Yeah, but that's technically like, you know, play-by-play. Play. Without the pictures, you don't
4: know where that ball, I could be talking about uh, field hockey or, I don't know, softball. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, four oh four seven four one oh nine. Yes, softball in December. That's a great. <laughs> that's great. You know that ball, Barbara?
3: <laughs> you
2: know, I love the Falcoholic, right? They do such a good job covering the Falcons, and uh, they tweeted out, the Falcoholic <laughs> did, Who you got at number six in the draft? And some guy named Alex tweeted, well, since we're bad at pass rushing every year, I would simply draft a running back.
4: (laughs) You know what? We've got to, we're going to spend money on the O-line and go, I like Squid Billy's idea. Go get Deron Payne from Washington and then you got him and Grady in the middle. That'll make everybody better. And again, I don't know what their evaluations on Cady and D'Angelo Malone are, but I want to get it off the tree, man. There's really nobody compelling as far as edge rushers. We talked about that, yes, unless you're really excited about Marcus Davenport or Javion <laughs> no. Cloudy.
2: Somebody else on the Falcon also replied, uh, spread more rumors about Jalen Carter so he falls to us.
4: <laughs> yes. Well, that was what we used to joke around all the time about that. You know, about, talk about, so I heard he had a, A loaded handgun in his carry-on bag. You know I mean? All these things that are out there that eventually matriculate to the draft. Chris is our first customer tonight. Chance of showers, by the way. Maybe some afternoon thunderstorms. Should be okay if you're walking into Mercedes-Benz on Saturday night by game time, by the way, for Buckeyes and the Dogs. Chris, what do you got for your game winner, man?
5: Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey,
2: you guys can appreciate this guy and Rob Tribble. No man squeezed more out of a career 200- major league batting average and has two of the most popular lines of pop culture. Hey, I must be in the front row and just a bit outside. Bob Never yes. took
5: any acting lessons, man. <laughs> Bob Ucker. Yeah.
4: Bob Ucker, the Miller Lite ads were great and again, yeah. I I just love the fact, you know, what he's talking about. Clue leads the majors in most offensive categories, including nose hair. When he sneezes, he looks like a party favor. He was one of Johnny Carson's favorite guests. He, he was learned Carson a lot. He was. We're talking about athletes and doing cameos. Who else we got tonight? Bobby. Hey, Bobby, you're in the game, man. Uh, Dukes and Bell with Robbie hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, how about uh, Dan Marino in uh, Ace Ventura Pet Detective? <laughs> hey, Ace, hey, you got any more chewing gum? <laughs> Was he wearing a spoon necklace? <laughs> yes. Einhorn is Finkel. You stop. Einhorn is Finkel. <laughs> Finkel is Einhorn. The isotoner ad. Love that stuff, man. How Danny didn't. Remember, we had Marino on the suit. Well, how you didn't get an Oscar nomination for that? <laughs> we'll never know. What else you got, Dylan? Swede, actors as athletes, athletes as actors. What do you got, Swede?
5: Hey, man, how about Chuck Connors, the
4: rifleman and first baseman right. for the Brooklyn Dodgers, Chicago Cubs, and the Los Angeles Angels? It's true. That's Boston Celtics. Right? Playing the NBA, too. Yep. Like DeBuschers, NBA baseball. He was like 6'6". Yep. The rifleman. And then later on, also in Airplane, he throws Gosh. a cigarette over his shoulder and <laughs> lights up the fuel dump. Right. <laughs> That's in there, too. Hey, man, who's up next? <laughs> James, we're talking about athletes, cameos, and movies. What do you got, brother? Hey, man. Hey, man, you're on the air, mon frere. Speak to us. Speak to us. Talk to me, Goose. Talk to me, Goose. <laughs> he says Marcel Marceau is, a mime, is ma- a mime an athlete. Tommy, you got the final word. Mime right. is money. Tommy. Tommy. What do you got, brother? Hey, hey man. Hey, I got it done to Holyfield and necessary wrestling. Oh, I forgot he was – I totally forgot he was in that. Yep. Good pull. I just saw the statue yesterday. So it was coming out uh, tomorrow over there by the train station. I, I mean, by, uh, by the yep. arena. Because we broadcasted by the TA. That's right. One more? We are done. We uh, Dylan Dylon says we're done. All right, That's man. It, huh? We also would take and accept uh, Joe Klecko in the cannonball run, Terry Bradshaw in Hooper, <laughs> and, of course, Lawrence Taylor in any given Sunday. He was actually
2: dark and quite good in that, I was, but I guess it wasn't an extension of himself, though.
4: That's one of those movies that I love and I hate because there's so right. many parts of it that are so stupid because Oliver right. Stone was out of his mind making that movie. He was. And his, his <laughs> great stories about it, you know. <laughs> but there's some great stuff in there. You know? That's right, I'm taking Willie Beeman to the new expansion franchise in Albuquerque.
2: Hoo-ah. You remember that fight that he had with LL Cool J? Yes. He
4: one of the great... Fight. Now, for guys, and I don't know where it is on odyssey.com, but we do drop it out there from time to time. One of the coolest segments we've ever done on the program is the year, I guess it was 15 or 16, we had Bill Bellamy in the studio. Yeah. And Bill was with us for like an hour and a half, and he told the entire story of being on the set for any given Sunday. It was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And the fight, LL Cool J and Jamie Foxx, LL Cool J bringing his boys down from Queens. <laughs> Everybody had their cars shipped to the set. It was unbelievable. <laughs> It was just, it was, and of course, then he had Jim Brown was the arbiter and was going to like right. stop all this nonsense. He goes, I'm worried about your time on screen. You should be worried about your rights. <laughs> it's just, Bill Bellamy to this day, it's one of our favorite segments on the program. Hey, <laughs> man, ready to get out of here, Bo? All right, Squid he runs a tight ship. Hey, man, we'll talk tomorrow with Steve Coonan. We'll ask him about what the heck's going on with the Hawks and why can't we, you know, put four quarters together with or without Trey. I don't know what's going on. We fru- were it. frustrated. But we'll also talk to Steve about uh, how his name came up in the Shaq documentary as well.
2: That's a pretty interesting story. Yeah, right there. it too.
4: really was. Hey, man, great job today. Dylan behind the glass and Squid Billy doing all the work today as well. All right, man, clear your throat, Rob Tribble.
5: <sighs> Dukes and Bella wrapping up another show. So it's time for Let
1: Me Clear My throat
5: on Sports Radio 92.9 oh!
1: The Game.
2: So the Hawks are just destroying my spirit <laughs> with their uh, <laughs> uneven play. Played well last night. Had a lot of fights, so I expect a lot less tomorrow night against LeBron and the Lakers.
4: All right, buddy. Hey, man, we were talking a lot about Georgia and uh, Ohio State. Just some numbers because Rob and I chapped this up earlier. Michigan, seventh in scoring defense. Uh, scoring offense TCU 6th in scoring offense where it gets different though scoring defense Michigan is 5th top 5 in the nation uh-huh. TCU is 57th in scoring defense they don't run the ball as well as Michigan I know you love Max Dugan and certainly Dugan's better than McCarthy but I'm such an idiot for picking an upset in this game and for some reason I am I just got a feeling Michigan's defense is going to be like not just like with all due respect to the Big Ten, there's, Michigan's playing great defense. Georgia's playing great defense. TCU don't play great defense, but we'll get into it more tomorrow. Hope you guys have a great evening. If you love the show...
2: Tell your friends. If you don't... We will just soldier on without you.
4: Squidbillies next.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news...